Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Good morning, church. It's always a privilege to share the Word of God because the Word of God is power. Um, and every time when I'm preparing a message, uh, God throws a challenge on me that I have to stop and breathe as I realize that I'm not coming here to preach to you, but I'm coming here to share a word that is also challenging me. Praise God. Last, we are on our, on our faith series, which uh, started a couple of weeks ago. And last week, we had a beautiful message from Ruth um, about faith on the uh, firing line. It's just faith when you are in fire and still continuing to believe God. It was a beautiful message. Praise the Lord. This morning, I just want to continue uh, with the same series uh, of faith. Uh, real God, real people, and uh, it's real life, real faith, a real God. Praise God. And this morning, I'm going to be bringing a message on the uh, life of faith. It's, it sounds very broad. But it's just because I just want us to be going through Hebrews chapter 11 and see this is the, uh, the faith chapter in the Bible. So we want to see how the life of faith looks like as it is articulated in Hebrews chapter 11. Um, I'm also going to do something different. I know it's going to take time, but bear with me. Uh, because this morning I want us to read the faith chapter. We are doing a, faith, a series on faith. And so we want to go in the faith chapter and read the whole of it. Uh, you know, the word of God, uh, scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Whether it's scripture being read or uh, somebody preaching, teaching. But this morning, uh, I will be brief once the reading is done. Because what I want us to do, I want us to sit back and just listen at how the life of faith looks like. How the patriarchs, those who went before us, how they lived the life of faith. And after that, I'm just going to draw one or two things and just throw them back. But I want you to take this uh, moment very seriously because this could be the sermon for the day. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, so just to make uh, uh, everything clear as we start the reading. You know, the, the letters that are written, the epistles, they were written as one letter. The chapters were added later on for our convenience. But to start off, it's just one letter. So Hebrews was written as one letter. There was no chapter 11. Probably it was a section or a paragraph, but it was one letter that was written from Hebrews chapter 1 to the last chapter of Hebrews. So they would sit down and read it, a letter being read to the church. And it was read in one sitting. But for us, we're just going to read just that section on chapter 11 in one sitting. And one thing also I want us uh, to be aware of as we listen to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, what is in Hebrews chapter 11? Hebrews chapter 11 is spilling out how the life of faith looks like based on what was taught in Hebrews chapter 10. So when you look at Hebrews chapter 10, particularly verse 38, verse 38 says, and the just shall live by faith. That is what Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 says. The just shall live by faith. 
That's just the first part of that verse. And then when we get to chapter 11, it starts to, peel, to spill out and tell us how in practical terms that looks like. When we say the just shall live by faith, those who are justified by Christ Jesus, they shall live by faith. So in practical terms, how does that look like? And that is what we are going to be listening at. I'm not a proficient reader, so I have uh, asked Lorraine to come and read for us. Otherwise, we'll be here for half an hour if I try to read that. Thank you, Lorraine. By faith, we understand. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, for by it, <laughs> I'm supposed to be the guy. <laughs> I'm just nervous, just nervous. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the, word, the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which we, for the <laughs> so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Faith at the dawn of history. By faith, Abel ordered God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became the heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he, was, he, which he would receive an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which, had, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful and was promised. Therefore, from one man and him, as good as dead, were born as many as the stars in the sky in multitude, innumerable to the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar, off where, <laughs> were assured of them embrace them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God 
for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, received to be called, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater, Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, do so were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not receive when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness and were made strong. Because valiant in battle turned to flight in armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they, may, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scorching, yes, and of the chains of imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sworn into, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these things, having obtained good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God providing something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Thank you for that courage. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just tempted to say, by faith, Center Church stood firmly, though without a pastor, but they carried on in faith because they believed him who promised. 
and received every prophetic word that was ever spoken. <laughs> because this is how the life of faith looks like. Complete trust in God. Complete dependence on God. So what I want to do this morning, um, I really thought it was important for us to listen to the, to the whole story of how they lived their life of faith. When we say, the, we know we are justified by faith. We have received Christ. And in Christ, we are the righteous ones of God. We are justified by our faith in Christ Jesus. Others would say we are justified by the faith of Jesus. Whichever one is the right one. But there is a justification, you know, towards us. And because we are justified, we live by faith. Which means life will happen. Things will come. Exciting times high times, but the call is to live by faith. The passage that we just read was just explaining how those who went before us lived by faith. I want us to just go through a few of those verses and just share one or two things, and then I sit down, because I think we have heard how the life of faith looks like. Now, just starting to look um, on verse 1. Verse 1 uh, says... Um, the structure of uh, how this chapter is put together. The first three verses, verse 1, defines what faith, what is faith. It gives us the definition and the nature of faith. And then uh, verse 2 goes on to tell us the benefits of faith. So verse 1 says, uh, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. And then it goes on and on. Defines how faith looks like and the nature of faith. And then verse 2 tells us, verse 2 then goes and say, uh, is that the right one? Yes. Verse 2 then says, this is what the ancient were commented for. In uh, uh, some, test, uh, some versions, let me use the one in front of me. It says, for by, the, by faith the elders obtained a good testimony. In other words, Verse 1 gives us the definition and the nature of faith. Verse 2 tells us the benefit of faith because it brings forth a good testimony. In other words, it pays to walk by faith. And then when we get to verse 4 going forward, it starts to spill out. It gives us the names of the people, how they lived their lives, what they did to demonstrate what the life of faith looks like. So we are given names that were thrown. We have Abraham, we have Enoch, we have several names. And then there's an explanation of what they did. And then God deemed them to be faithful or as people who are walking by faith. Now, there is one thing I want us to really zoom on. When we ask the question, what does the life of faith uh, when we say, what does the life uh, of faith looks like? I want us to start to look at the things that are thrown. The first thing that is thrown on there is uh, the worship. And then the next thing that is there is the obedience. The next thing is the lifestyle. And the, other th uh, and the last thing is um, belief system. And I just want us to go through some verses and just uh, dig a little bit in those. I did, uh, I did say those who came before us, one thing that we see 
from the explanations that are there. Um, in whatever they did, whatever they were doing, whatever they endured, whatever they received, whether they were in a time of waiting, whether they were in a time of wandering, whether they were going through a difficult time, whatever they experienced, whatever happened to them, they were victorious in everything that they did because they walked by faith. So it, fa it pays to walk by faith. So uh, verse, um, let's start on verse, uh, verse 4. Verse 4 says, By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous, uh, was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. So what we see, by faith, Abel brought an offering. His uh, faith was reflecting in his worship. He brought an offering as a, as, a, as a worship to God. So when we are talking about living a life of faith, and we are looking at Hebrews chapter 11, the first thing that comes is by faith, Abel offered an offering. In his worship, there was ev evidence of his faith. You know, it is possible to worship God, but outside of faith. Because uh, we hear scripture telling us several times, they say to me, God, God, but their hearts are far away from me. And God calls us to a life of worship, where our worship and our, uh, the, our worship and everything that surrounds our life shows that we have got, uh, we have got uh, faith in God. Romans chapter 12 talking to us about showing worship to God. It says, uh, verse 1 of, of, um, of chapter 12, I beseech you, brethren, that you offer yourselves as living sacrifice to God. So we are talking about our worship. It's giving our lives, our existence, and our being to God. You know, there's, um, uh, there's quite a lot of things and teachings that have uh, gone around that seem to want to tell people that it doesn't matter what you do. You are already justified. You are already holy and you are righteous. You are accepted. Jesus has taken care of, um, you know, whatever you did and what you will do. It's true to some extent, but to some extent it's a bit exaggerated because we are called that our, you know, that our, our faith will reflect in how we worship. And then Romans tells us in verse 1 that we present our bodies as living sacrifice. And the last part says, and this is an act of worship. So how do we show our faith in worship? It's how we present our bodies. Because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's through our bodies that we worship God. So here when we look at Abel, Abel presented a, 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 a sacrifice to God that was acceptable. And in their time, they are, um, you know, when they worshipped God, they brought what they, you know, it was burnt offerings and stuff. But now we are living sacrifices to God. We offer our bodies. Our bodies are now the sacrifice that we bring to God. So a life of worship, the first thing, it's reflected in our worship. And scripture tells us our worship, we carry, the worship is how we carry ourselves. Because worship does not start with a song. Worship does not start when we gather together. But the way we carry our bodies, the way we carry this temple of God, 
holy and acceptable before God. That is the act of worship. So, number one, I, I said uh, on verse four, it's our worship. Our faith is reflected in our worship. There's a scripture in 2 Chronicles 25, verse 2. The, one of the uh, kings of uh, Israel, King Amaziah. Scripture says, uh, uh, King Amaziah did what was right, but not wholeheartedly. In other words, on the outside, he was acting as though he is worshipping. But in his heart, his heart was far away from God. But the work of faith is reflected in our, in our worship. That is our, you know, that's the first one. The second thing is it's reflected in our walk. Uh, verse 5. This is what verse 5 says. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience uh, death. He could not, he could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Other versions will say, Enoch walked with God and was no more. So it's the walk. That's the second. Our faith, the faith of life, is all, the life of faith is also manifested in our walk. Or should I say in our lifestyle. Our lifestyle ought to be a, a, a lifestyle of, of, wash, of uh, faith. Or our faith ought to manifest in how we walk, how we live. You know, when you say lifestyle, what are you talking about? You are talking about the attitude that we, the attitude that we project, the character that we, you know, that we, that we build. It's about how we spend our life, how, what we prioritize, what we value, how we live our lives as a whole, as a whole is to reflect that we have faith in God. It says that Enoch, when he was taken and gone, the testimony was that his life or his lifestyle pleased God. His lifestyle was an evidence of that he is a man of faith. You see, sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't need uh, an explanation to say, you know, I'm a believer and I do this and this is what I do. It's just how we live our life. How we respond to situation, how we how we act around the, uh, around uh, those who you know who whom we come into contact with, just the person that we are ought to reflect that we have faith in God. Verse seven and eight says, verse seven and eight of the same, or verse seven should I say? Yes, by faith Noah, when he was warned about things not yet seen. Uh, not, uh, about things not yet seen, in holy fear, build an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became a heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Noah is commended for his obedience. In other ways, there is a reflection of obedience and obedience is to, you know, obedience and faith are inseparable. So for Noah, he heard the word of God. Everything around him did not look like it's going to rain. It didn't look like anything was going to change, but he believed the word of God. And he acted in obedience on that word. 
So when we are looking at Noah, we are also called our faith to reflect in obedience. Obedience talks about how we respond to the word of God. When we hear the word of God, when we receive the word of God, we are called to act in obedience upon receiving the word of God. You know, there's something sometimes when people hear the word obedience, they become a bit scared because we start to think of rules and regulations. We think of do's and don'ts. But obedience that comes out of faith is an obedience that comes from the heart that is like an overflow in your life. There is no rules and regulations. But because there is faith that is growing within, we are growing within. Whenever we hear or we receive the word of God, obedience is an automatic response because it's an overflow of the faith uh, that we carry. It's a reflection that we hear the word of God, we receive it, and we act upon that word for the reason that we trust God. You know, faith uh, overrules regulations, do's and don'ts. Faith does what religion cannot do. Faith does what a human, uh, you know, laws cannot do. Because when it is originating from the heart of faith, there is an overflow of a, and a desire that is automatic from the heart. So, you know, many at times people would give rules, you know, like where I come from, where I come from. You cannot wear something like this. You cannot put your head this way. You must not wear earrings when you are preaching. And once upon a time, you cannot even put red cutex, you know, like red uh, nail varnish, things like that. And I am looking, I'm thinking, okay, we can strain people from the outside. And as long as you are not seeing me, I will not do those things. But when I am on my own, I will do them. But faith, what faith does, it's a conviction that comes from the, from the heart. And whatever the Lord desires or whatever the Lord requires from our life, we do it as an overflow of the faith in God that we, that we carry. So Noah was commended for his faith in God. And when he heard that he had to build an ark because it will rain, he acted because he believed and he trusted the one who had spoken those words. Praise the Lord. You know, one thing sometimes we people regard faith as just a walk into, you know, like a walk into a dark unknown. Just a, just a walk into somewhere where you don't know. You know, yes, we hear stories like he did not know. But verse 1 told us that faith is evidence of things. So it looks like a walk into the dark. It looks like you are walking into somewhere where you don't know where you are going or you are believing in something that you don't know what is going to be the outcome. But there is evidence. The evidence is rooted in the character of God. And because we know God and we trust God when we act in faith, those who look at you think you must be losing your mind. But for you, you are not walking there scared and terrified that I am ste stepping into the dark. No, you have evidence that because of the character of God, I can do this and I can trust what God is doing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, one thing that, that, I, that I just, uh, that keeps coming into my heart is if God can help us, you know, that we take away the desire. You know, it's just like when someone receives Christ, 
Sometimes people want you to strip this and strip that, like, quickly. Let's do it quickly. But do you know what happens? Faith growing inside a person will help them to start throwing habits away, attitudes away. Why? Because obedience starts to overflow as faith grows inside. You know, many people have uh, abandoned even the, the life of worship. People have uh, stopped coming to church because they just felt there were rules and regulations too many heaped on them and they gave up. But I want us to be reminded that obedience uh, or living the, living the life that reflects Christ in obedience, it starts with the faith that is growing inside. It's not outside in, it's inside out. Obedience is an overflow, and that is how the life of faith looks like. Praise the Lord. So I've, um, I've, said, the, I've said the worship, I've said the walk, I've said obedience. And verse 6, please. This, uh, so verse 6 is about the belief. This is what verse 6 says. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe. And uh, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We are talking about the life of faith and how it looks like. So when we, you know, when we talk about it, the word there is belief. So our belief system should reflect that we are people of faith. Or should I say our faith reflects in our belief system. And our belief system manifests in how we make our decisions. It's about how you think things through. How you, how you understand and how you explain things that are happening around you. It's about a mindset. It's the worldview. It's how you interpret life. It's how you interpret circumstances and situations uh, when they come and arise. And so here we are told it is, imp it is impossible to please God when we remove the, the, the faith factor. But then it says uh, uh, anyone who comes to him must believe. And belief is not something that is external. Belief is something that is rooted within, and it manifests on the outside on how we make our decisions, how we respond to things, how we deal with things that are surrounding us. Why? Because whatever is in the mind, we might resist it, but it continues to speak. You know, when, you, when somebody is afraid, when they have got fear, they have fear. It doesn't matter you play on the outside beautiful music and you are all dancing. If they have fear, they still have fear inside. And the remedy to things like that is the belief system that needs to shift to be a belief system or a mindset of faith. Where we believe God and we believe what God says. So it says here the life of faith also reflects in the belief system, in your worldview. How you look at things, how you interpret life, how you interpret whether it's pain that comes along, how we interpret that pain, how we interpret circumstances around us, reflect, that should reflect the faith uh, that we carry. Praise the Lord. You know, one example is uh, that of Sarah. I think it's verse 11. Uh, verse 11 of uh, the same Hebrew talks about how Sarah, it says, uh, and by faith, even Sarah, when, uh, who was past childbearing age, 
was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. The, the bottom line is the mindset that uh, uh, Sarah carried. There was a promise from God, the promise that Sarah and Abraham would have a child. But the promise was confronted by a problem. The problem was that, number one, Sarah was barren. Number two, even though things would have changed, she was also old. So we have got a promise there. But we also have a problem that is confronting that promise. But then what, did, what happened to Sarah? It says on there, she believed him who had made the promise. So because of the mindset she carried, she said, I am barren. I am old for that matter. I cannot bear children. But she carried a mindset that if it's God who have spoken it, it doesn't matter of the circumstances around me. God has spoken it and I know it in my heart. And so what, the, what happens? She believed what God has spoken and it was done that which God had promised. Praise the Lord. So we are talking about the mindset. It's how we think and work things out when circumstances are arising. When God has spoken a word to you, when God has uh, uh, spoken a promise even in the midst of difficult times, it's how we interpret that. For Sarah, she believed, she believed the one who had spoken. So it's our mindset towards God. And it says a life of faith should, uh, um, that, that, you know, a life of faith also reflects in our belief system. We are living in a world where there are a lot of things that look like foolishness that come from the word of God when they are confronted by what the world has got to offer. But then it's stepping in. It's, it's the faith that we carry. That faith, that uh, mindset to say, do you know what? This looks foolish. This looks impossible. But I believe the one who has spoken. Praise God. So our faith, oh, the life of faith reflects in how we believe, how we think, how we make our decisions, how we work things out. Everything is molded by faith. This one I won't be able, verse 17, we won't be able to project. But verse 17 also gives the same example of the belief system. It says, uh, when Abraham was tested, when God tested Abraham concerning Isaac, to sacrifice Isaac, it says, uh, verse 17 uh, tells us that he was obedient to what God had said. And then verse 18 gives us the reason why he was obedient. It says that uh, he believed God. That was the first thing. That's it. And I want you to listen to his mindset. On verse, it's verse 19 rather. It says, uh, he, paraphrasing, he looked at the situation and he believed that if God is the one who is saying this, he will probably raise him from the dead. That's what it says in, uh, in verse 19. So he was working it out in his head that God has promised me a son. But now he's asked me to offer that son as a sacrifice. And he's thinking, this mess does not add up. What is God doing? But because he believed his mindset was set on believing every single word that God says. 
There was no room for him to doubt anything that God spoke. So he knew that he will continue to have this son because this son came from God and it's God who promised and gave him the son. So this is how his thinking pattern is going. I think God will raise him. Once I sacrifice him, I think God will resurrect him. I'm talking about a mindset that has no room to doubt God. A mindset that would think and decide things and work things out, still believing that if it's God, it will work out in the end. Praise the Lord. So it's, um, I have said, uh, our, the, 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 the life of faith reflects, number one, when we, what we have seen on verse 4 in our, uh, in our worship. And on verse 5, it reflects in our walk or our lifestyle. And in verse 7 and 8, in our obedience. And just now in verse uh, 6, verse 11, and verse 17 to 18, the walk of faith also reflects in our belief system, our mindset, how we think things through. It's a reflection of the life of faith. Praise the Lord. So it's a thinking pattern that responds to challenges by reflecting on what God has done and what God is able to do. The way of thinking that completely trusts God regardless. Fears may come. You may fear, you may be afraid because of a situation. You may have some anxiety, but there is a thinking that is deep inside that will start to say, but God is aware of this situation. But God is faithful. But God cannot lie. Why? Because the mindset, the belief system, trusts God and knows that God does not lie. He is true and he is faithful to every word that he has spoken. I did say I wasn't going to be long. <laughs> so, just quickly, these ones I'm not going to expand. I'm just going to uh, state them as I... Um, as I have seen them. What are we taking home from this? So, we are encouraged, just looking at Hebrews chapter 11, we are encouraged that our whole being in everything that we do and everything uh, that we are, let our faith reflect in our mind, in our heart, with our feet, our feet, our actions, and everything that we are. We are encouraged that we allow our faith to reflect and to shine. Number two, we are also persuaded by this writer. He knows how to persuade people. He tells you, look, this one did it, and this is what God did. And so we are also persuaded this morning to consider that whatever we do, whatever we endure, where whatever we receive, Whatever blessings we receive, whatever we have to deal with in life, deal with it in faith. So whatever we are, whether we are in a time where we are walking, whether we are running, whether we are anxious, whether we are worshipping, whether we are in a time of wandering, whether we are seeking, whether we are questioning, we are to do all those in faith in God. There is nothing wrong with questioning and wondering, but it's bringing everything to that place of faith. To say, but I know God. We confront our challenges in faith. We overcome our fears, our insecurities by faith. 
Because we are the justified ones of God. And scripture has told us, the just shall live by faith. And we are also reminded that it pays to walk by faith. That's what verse 2 said. It said, uh, they brought a good testimony. In other words, when we do this and we walk the walk by faith, it pays. In other words, we will be victorious in the end because it pays to walk by faith. And here's the most exciting one, number five. We don't even have to do it in our own strength. We don't even have to do it in our own strength. Listen to what, uh, because we read to the end of chapter 11. I want you to listen to what chapter 12 then says. I did say earlier on, it's one letter. We cut it into bits, but it's still one letter. This is what uh, chapter 12 says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by this cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that ens uh, ensnares us. And let us run this race with endurance. That's the first part. We are just encouraged to say this walk, of this walk or the life of faith that we have just talked about in chapter 11, it's doable. Endure and walk it because we have evidence of those who did it. But here is the exciting part I was talking about. You're not doing it on your own, but looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher, some versions will say, the author and the perfecter of our faith. So this walk or the life of faith is doable. And we are not doing it straining and struggling and beating ourselves. Uh-uh. It says looking up to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. So he is the one who, who authored the faith thing. He is the one who finishes it. He is the one who perfects it. So our part is to desire the work of faith. And then we look up to Jesus. We look up to him when our faith is fainting. We look up to him when we are tired and weary. We look up to him when we are doubting, when we are afraid, when we are anxious, when things seem like it, things cannot work out. We are told, look up to Jesus because he is the one who perfects that faith. We cannot perfect it ourselves, but we look up to Jesus and he will do the rest of the job. And the final point. Somebody might be sitting and thinking, do you know what, me, I have given my life to Christ and I, love, I, I, I save God, but I've got a problem. I don't even have the faith. But listen what scripture says. It says faith comes. It comes. And it tells us how faith comes. It says it comes by hearing the word of God. You might be thinking, I have got nothing, I'm bottom law. I have no reserves of faith inside me. Scripture says God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Which means even in a time when you think my faith is bottom law, I have no faith remaining anymore. There is a little measure of faith. And that faith will continue to grow as we expose ourselves to the word of God. It's hearing the word of God, reading the word of God, receiving the word of God. And the more we take in the word of God, the more the faith continues to grow. Before you realize the faith is growing inside you. And here's the other part. Faith is like a muscle, they say. 
you exercise the faith, it, it, it grows. It grows. It grows. So when situations are thrown in front of you, instead or in front of us, instead of panicking and turning around, let's confront the situations. In faith, as we do that little by little by little, our faith will become stronger and stronger and stronger, both individually, collectively, as, fami as families, and also as the church of God. We deal with our situations with faith, and faith will continue to grow. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at centrechurch.uk or check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.